0: How's married life? Married life is fantastic, yeah. <laughs> That's Bo Breedlove.
1: He's gushing about his husband, Michael. We've been married um, for four years. We've been together for about, we going on seven. We have three gorgeous daughters uh, who should all be models. Two are. Wait,
0: what's this? What? <laughs> daughters?
1: They're from my husband's first marriage. Okay.
0: Your last name. To the weekly Portland podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So, who exactly is Bo Ellis Breedlove? He's the new lifestyle editor for Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine. And he has a new sex and intimacy advice column in the magazine. It's called Blushing with Beau Breedlove. You know, it's kind of hard to keep up on everything that Beau does. He's a personal trainer. He's a classically trained pianist. He's an author. He's a chef. He has so many bloody things at the same time, it, it makes your head spin. He also competes in men's physique competitions and is a male model. My name is Gregory Day. You're listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast at pdxpodcast.com. Okay, well, it's time to meet the man of the hour. It's Bo Ellis Breedlove. Can you give me a sound check? Test, test. You sound great. (laughs) You sound fantastic. All right, let me take this off. So, Bo, what's going on? thank you for welcoming me to your home of course you're a happy guy these days
1: uh yeah i heard
0: you landed a new gig can you tell us about that
1: yeah so um yeah i just accepted a position as a lifestyle editor for beverly hills lifestyle magazine wow that's fantastic Um, and i will also be doing a Sex and intimacy advice column <laughs> called Blushing so down with Beau Breed Love. You're down
0: savage now.
1: Yeah. No, not quite. What's it not called quite. again? It's called Blushing with Beau Breed Love, and it's for um <laughs> Beverly Hills Lifestyle.
0: <laughs> I love that name.
1: Did you come up with that? Um the the magazine owner and I had a nice little brainstorming session in LA <laughs> last weekend and, and that was what we came up with, yeah.
0: of why I'm here is because you have gained 30 pounds of lean muscle <laughs> in the span of, of how long?
1: Um, it, it took me about six months, about six months. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of food and a lot of working out.
0: <laughs> a lot of food and working out. Yes, yeah. That's the secret.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I um, I had bulked before probably about two or three years ago, and um, about two months into it, I I stopped. I didn't like the way it made me look. Um, I got puffy in the face, and it was at the time when I had my restaurant, too, so... V. Yeah, correct, yeah. And so I wasn't working out as much. All um, well, those al- creamy French dishes, <sighs> creme I, I know, right, right. yeah. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but... So I, I had quit the first time I tried bulking. And then this last year, um, oh, end of July, beginning of August uh, 2016, I decided to bulk again. Um, but this time went like full hog. Um, when was this again? So it was uh, pretty much the end of summer last year, 2016. Okay. Um, and I upped my calories to, on average, eight to 9,000. Calories a day, but I was still eating for the most part the same food I eat when I'm cutting, um, but larger quantities more frequently, and then I was working out twice a day. So I was trying to offset (laughs) a little bit of the eating by training more to try to keep the gains lean. Um, And yeah, I ended up putting on. I think the real number is about was about twenty six pounds between August and january
0: wow that's remarkable
1: it was <laughs> it was a lot of food prep, yeah, but it was it was worth it it was definitely worth and it and the food prep it's not all you, is it,
0: or were, were there meals prepared for you
1: no i I prep everything myself. I usually prep food on Sundays and Thursdays yeah you prep how many meals um however many I'm going to need so Right now, I'm on a cutting diet, and I'm doing about seven meals a day. Um, When I was bulking, I was doing 10 to 12 meals a day. Um, And so a meal prep... 10 to 12 meals a day. Yeah. So a meal prep would be like pretty much preparing like 40 50 meals yeah
0: wow that's <laughs> incredible all here in your home
1: yeah correct yeah wow yeah the oven would be full of chicken and then full of potatoes and then full <laughs> did you buy a cow and chop it up i uh, no, i did not yeah
0: you know i, I dated a gal that bought half a cow oh and really had it delivered oh god mormon now mormons <laughs> tend to to get a lot of food ready and yeah. to go because they're just, that's just the way they are. Uh huh. I'm sure it has some significance with their religion, but. Well,
1: probably. My uh, my grandparents used to <laughs> always butcher cattle and they would have, yeah, a whole side of beef. Yeah. My grandma always had like three freezers in her garage that were filled with different types of cuts of beef and everything. And it was, yeah, I, not my. <laughs> so this book has been very dramatic. And
0: I've looked at photos from you from just a year ago, and you look almost completely different, it, like a different guy. <laughs> You've become this Marvel superhero. Well, I don't know about that. Within such a short space of time. And you're doing these, these model shoots.
1: Yeah. And how's that going? Oh, it's going fantastic. Um, I've these are great photos. Um, just
0: looking at the collection by... Gary Norman photography today. I, yeah. I saw a photo of you in a suit, but he, he obviously has a lot of photos of you shirtless and <laughs> yeah. they're very impressive. You've, you've gained a lot of lean mass Yeah. and that's really helped you jumpstart your career in modeling again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I had modeled off and on for a long time and, and my family, um, the majority of the women and, some of the men in my family have all been models going back probably four generations. Um, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom was runner up to Miss Oregon. My grandma was,
0: what was runner up name? to
1: the equivalent of Miss Oregon. Um, really? Yeah. My mom is Gwendolyn. Uh, it was Gwendolyn Allen. She was in the Miss Oregon pageants in, I believe 1980.
0: Are there photos online or uh, um, I haven't found any online. Okay. I
1: have quite a few myself. Um, unfortunately they're in storage right now, but, um, yeah. And then my sister did some modeling as well when she was younger. Um, my grandfather was a (laughs) model. So you're from a line of models. Yeah. Yeah, But, um, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to model more. Um, and too busy cooking meals. Yes. Yeah. Fatty, fatty meals and, (laughs) and meal prepping for myself and, um, But, yeah, it's finally – I've really gotten back into it. I'm actually um, the lead product model now for a couple underwear lines, Cellblock 13 and um, Timoteo. Yeah, so starting in April, um, yeah, I'll be doing a lot of their primary product modeling, so –
0: yeah, and a lot of photos you take yourself to to for your Instagram
1: base. You got to have good selfies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really great.
0: <laughs> now you're a fitness nutrition specialist as well as a personal trainer. So when you work with clients. You you monitor their diet quite closely too. Do you prepare meals for them? What kind of services do you offer?
1: So um, for a client, yeah. So usually with my clients, um, the majority of my clients do personal training and nutrition together. Um, nutrition is such. Yeah. Nutrition is such a huge part of it. Um, and if you're really not eating correctly, you're not going to see the gains that you should be seeing. Yes. Um, so yeah, so the majority of my clients do both together with me. Um, I customize diets, uh, for my clients based on their current situation and their goals and the amount of time we want to reach those goals in. And then usually, um, you know, I'll give them like a detailed shopping list of things that are okay, things that are that they need to get rid of out of their house. Um and then I have had some clients that I I tool around with in the kitchen and show them how to make different things. I've done really? a few little videos that I've sent them. Yeah, that's yes, from being a wow. chef. But um wow. <laughs> but yeah, so it's when I work with my clients, it's it's usually pretty comprehensive. And I ask a lot of my clients as well. They um all of my clients have to check in with me every weekday at 7:30 a.m. Um, with they have to text me their weight, they have to text me um, any updated measurements that we need. Um, we recap their diet from the day before. I'm, I'm very much on top of making sure people are. You really are. On it. Yeah. There's no cheating involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's why you know some of my clients have made some really fantastic changes in in very short periods of time, and so. Uh, i like to see that. Seven
0: thirty a.m. Yep, every yep. day.
1: Well, yeah. I'm usually up at five, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're a high achiever. One thing I get from you is that you seem like you're a. Ser- would you characterize yourself as a serial entrepreneur? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah you're I writing
0: would. books, opening restaurants, you're modeling, and now you've got a new running game. A
1: lot of people in my family have been self-starters, um, entrepreneurs. Uh, And so I grew up around that a lot. Um, uh, Some of it, though, has been situational. Um, Living in Portland. Exactly. I moved back to Portland. You know, I left Portland in uh, early 2010. I moved back in late 2011. uh, And part of my reason for moving away was that I could not get a job here. Um, I couldn't get hired anywhere. And when I moved back, I had that same experience. I still could not get hired anywhere because the first thing people want to do is Google your name. And I know this from being an employer. Yeah, <laughs> one right. of the first things you do is Google someone's name. And uh, in Portland, no one would hire me. Yeah,
0: You know, you can, I know guys. I know guys that can work with you to change your <laughs> Google search. We, we are now, you know, we've blown up Google. And all it takes for... To change your Google profile is knowing one marketing guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah. And the whole game's changed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Bread, love, physique. Now, okay, how do we get in touch with you? How do we find out how to... How to you how to get in shape with Bo Breedlove?
1: So the easiest thing is to um, find me online, which would be uh, breedlovephysique.com. Okay. Um, you can also go to bebreedlove.com. Um, I find
0: you through Facebook.
1: Yep, I was going to say, or Facebook. Facebook is fantastic. I think And I've, you
0: can see your progress results on that. Yeah. Incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, you Incredible. can track. So, yeah, I'm on uh, yeah Facebook and Instagram and such. So, yeah, if people want to reach out, they're always welcome to do so via that.
0: Well, I'm glad glad we covered that. Now, um, I do want to talk about back in the day. You had this French restaurant, yeah, and this place sounds like, or sounded like, it was fantastic. I never got to visit there, but I, I heard you got bought out by some sushi place. Uh, now it's yeah. very intimate, and you did everything you Correct. cooked, you yep. served. So it's a very, it's the bow Breed love experience, right? It, <laughs> yeah, was, it, was, a, it, it was immersive. Yes. Also, yeah, Much yeah, like very true. Training.
1: Well, I think, along with being an entrepreneur by choice or otherwise um, i'm I'm very much meticulous. a control person and very meticulous about things and so um, I have to really trust people to hand the reins over on things and I had some fantastic help at the restaurant. Um, I, you know, everyone that I worked with was always an assistant. You know, I, I never had people who were just a server or just, you know, a kitchen, kitchen staff. Everyone was an assistant. Um, and we worked together. Uh, the majority of the time, though, it was just me. Um, either just me or also um, our two eldest daughters, my stepdaughters. Uh, they worked in the restaurant with me as well. Yeah.
0: yeah and there was dancing partying
1: <laughs> it was fantastic it was really it really was um, I absolutely loved it um it was it was really a wonderful experience to have yeah
0: and there's videos of you out there cooking you cook French cuisine correct for the most yeah. part for the most part yeah now, how did this uh, how did this how did you get into French? french cookery
1: so um it really started uh back in 2010 and 2011 when i left portland um i moved to michigan and i took over this Michigan. yes yeah this little resort town on the lake called saugatuck douglas it's a gay resort town um it's across from chicago and up the lakeshore a little bit but um Anyways, a gay I gay resort town. Yes, yeah, it's the province town of the Midwest. It's this very, it's a very, um, very small but very vibrant, fun community. Um, and I took control of this, this historic home that was actually built by one of the founders of the village um, in 1841, and the house had been abandoned for about probably upwards of 20 years um and it was a 19 room greek revival home and
0: um so you were in a mansion <laughs> in michigan <laughs> well,
1: yeah. so i found out who owned the house i reached out to him he lived Baron in san diego Somebody, <laughs> yeah no and um i i really wanted to i i fell in love with the home and i wanted to um Revitalize it, and so I ended up moving in. And the house had two kitchens. It had a servants' kitchen, and it had pretty much like a show kitchen that was kind of put in during the fifties. That was really nothing but a huge island floating in the middle of a room, surrounded by china cabinets. <laughs> and um, and anyway, so while I was there, I started cooking through um, Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking, Volume One. Um, just To entertain myself and then i started entertaining i have having people over and that was that was really what got me into cooking was just the experience of doing it myself and really immersing myself and wanting to learn more about french cooking and then it took off from that and rich foods small portions um no not small portions large portions yeah
0: more um Lots of bread. No, I don't think yeah, you eat a lot of bread.
1: I don't get a lot of bread. No, I wish. You don't,
0: you're not a big cob guy. Unfortunately
1: no. not, no. I really, really wish. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of my cooking was more, I guess, what you you would consider to be French country cooking. So it was a lot of large portions, um, a lot of slow-cooked foods. Um, everything was made to order. Um, and so the the restaurant, I I bought and prepared everything the day of so if the restaurant was opening at five on a Tuesday at nine in the morning I would go to all the spots I needed to go to to the butcher to the bakery everything get everything that same day bring it in myself prep food um so yeah and it came to an end yep yep
0: you moved on yes that's great you wrote a book too about well you what's your takeaway from that experience writing a book a memoir at such a young age
1: um, I, I had been through a lot, experienced a lot and, you know, I'm not it's on Amazon, by the way, it is. Yeah. It's online. Um, you know, and I'm by no means naive to the fact that a lot of people have very compact life experience when they're young, right. people go through a lot of challenges. Um, my story is, you know, not necessarily unique, but for me, um, the process of being able to write my story, put things down um, and get them out of my mind was really something that I needed to do to kind of just recap a lot of authors things. say that
0: a lot of authors say the same thing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was it was a really therapeutic way of just processing a lot of things and kind of reevaluating myself. I'm, I'm very um, I'm very keen on self-evaluation and looking at yourself and taking stock of what you have, what you need, what you need to change. Um, And so that was a big part of that process for me. That's
0: great. So it was a therapeutic process. Very, yeah, very. Well, that's great. And then after that, you wrote a cookbook. (laughs) Again, very ambitious.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah. One
0: V cookbook.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a collection of of recipes from the restaurants, all stuff that I prepared at the restaurant. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so it was sort of a collective there you had those antiques mm-hmm. and yep dancing did you there
1: was some, yeah there was some dancing um i had a piano so i we played the piano regularly um there was a lot of cigar smoking uh, outside on the patio.
0: That's right. You're a pianist. <laughs> yeah, We're, correct. Right yeah. beside us is your piano. Yeah. This is an impressive beast.
1: It's, it's one of... Um, it's a sexy
0: beast right there.
1: It's one of 12 that's known to survive. It was... Um, and this
0: what, what are we looking at here exactly? This is a
1: 1956 uh, Rippin. Um, it's, it's, it's was actually named by the Rippin Company, the Rip Wing. Um, but it's more commonly known as an all Ugrand. It's uh, made of aluminum and Brazilian rosewood. Um, it was designed by a famous um, European industrial designer um, to mimic the Art Deco period. And this one is one of less than a dozen that's known to have survived. Um, of that, four of those are still in Holland, they never left Holland. Um, the other ones are scattered around the country. This one I bought through Moe's Pianos here in town. Um, I think it was my sixth or seventh piano I bought or traded through them, um, but it's by far the most beautiful thing I've ever owned. How does this thing sound? It's it's amazing. Yeah, the the aluminum body actually gives it. So it's a six foot three grand, um, but the aluminum body makes it feel like a much larger piano.
0: Okay, I'm looking at photos of you half-naked here. What am I looking at?
1: (laughs) So um, this is actually one of my favorite images, and it was taken by my really good friend and a photographer I work with a lot uh, here in Portland, Jeremy Wade. Um, He's a fantastic photographer. I think I've done probably... Six photo shoots with him and he does all of our family photo shoots he did our kids senior photos <laughs> so um yeah he's fantastic to work with and has always made some of my favorite images
0: and you're very very naked in these photos
1: <laughs> well the other one over there is my husband that's your husband yes,
0: wow, wow. Exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah that was when he competed Photographers in town that you've worked with, Gary Norman Photography, yeah, just posted a, a picture today. I loved it, and it's your—it's one of your Facebook photos right now. I think your your main timeline photo. Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh.
0: What's it like working with
1: Gary and any other photographers you like to work with? Um, Gary is fantastic. Uh, Gary, I love his work. Yeah, he's got some fantastic work. He he comes up with some really creative things. Um, yeah, I love working with Gary. I've worked with him a few times now. Um, There are a handful of other local photographers I work with, Uh, Sarah Hertel um, and Andre Lindauer out of Salem. Um, He's really excellent to work with as well, uh, as well as Sarah. Um, But more recently, I've been doing more work. Uh, I travel quite a bit. And so I've been doing a lot of work with other. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been doing a lot of work with um, photographers in other cities as well. I just shot with um, some fantastic photographers down in L.A. this last weekend. Um, And I'm hoping to be able to shoot with Peter King in uh dc in a couple weeks so i'm looking forward to that so you're a member of 24
0: hour fitness right? correct yeah and are you on the squat machine a lot are you uh <laughs> big swimmer how's your routine there does it you're there every day or
1: yeah um i'm there yeah right now i'm i'm prepping for a couple of physique competitions in may and so my routine is is pretty rigorous um i'm there seven days a week um usually Monday through Friday, I go twice. Um, I go at 5 a.m. Uh, do kind of a, a, lighter workout. Uh, that's usually if I do cardio, that's when I do my cardio, um, kettlebell exercises, things like that. Medicine ball, squat tosses. I do all of that squat in the morning. Tosses. Yeah. I mean, there are other words for it, but, um, yeah, yeah, just I'm squat not and toss, squat and toss. <laughs> oh, squat yeah. and toss. Okay. I get <laughs> it. <I> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Um, and so, That's my morning routine in the afternoon. um, I usually go mid-afternoon, and my routine consists of eight to ten different exercises, and I do three to four sets of each exercise. Um, And I do uh, two exercises usually for each muscle region, so, you know, shoulders, chest, back, legs, abs, etc.
0: And And did squats or deadlifts trigger this... This big big growth. Uh, I,
1: mean,
0: I would think so.
1: No, you know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, changing your attitude. It's discipline. Yeah, discipline. Yeah, discipline, and um, it it can be really challenging to be able to push yourself past your own limits. Um, that's why it's so nice when you have a trainer because there's someone there to pretty much force you to do what you don't want to do. Um, and so it's, it's taken me time to really be able to learn that and be able to push myself, uh, when I'm at the gym and and that's, what's motivated the most change for me. Self-motivation. Yeah, Correct. Your husband. Yeah. He's very supportive. Yes, yeah. Can you tell us more about your husband? We want to
0: know more about this guy. I do. So
1: um, I'm the creative. My husband is the techie. He's the the technical guy. Um, uh, He's very supportive of you. Oh, yeah. Incredibly supportive. And a lot of that, you know, especially with the physique competitions and training, Um, his support comes from a place of experience. He, uh, was a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, he's in great shape. He's in fantastic shape. Yeah. And so he understands a lot of the challenges that, that you face going through these processes. Um, but yeah, he's fantastically supportive in every way possible. Um, yeah, married life is very good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's great. I'm glad to hear it. I also want to hear you play. I wanna hear you play the piano. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. I can and, do that you. Uh, I think it's a
0: great way to end the show.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: Great love. Thank you so much for inviting us to your home today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming. I enjoyed it.